And I honestly think that one of the players who is going to be most affected by the pitch clock is Juan Soto, ah. who spends a huge amount of time in between um, pitches playing with his junk. And you could have uh, you could have a situation this in this upcoming season where Juan Soto is called out on strikes because of his balls. <laughs> And welcome to a World Baseball Classic episode of Battery Mates. I am Matthew coming in your ears from sunny, very sunny England. Toby, you're in Chicago. How are you doing? Less sunny here. Um, and I'm I'm doing all right. It's uh it's actually snowing or was snowing just moments ago. Um it's cold and not sunny. Manchester seems well, like it's getting better weather. You no, know, it's been snowing and it's really cold, but you can have you can have snow and cold at the same time. Usually, you have snow and cold at the same time. <laughs> snow and snow and sun, sun and cold. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not very. I mean, I'm sure it's warmer here than it is in Chicago. Yeah. Chicago in March is chilly. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, I think several St. Patrick's Day parades are happening this weekend. Um, even though it's so technically a week early, um, it's going to be a cold one. Uh, do you remember in 2012, St. Patrick's Day was like 75 degrees? Yeah. Yeah, it was bizarre. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, it was weird. I didn't really join in with St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, understood. <laughs> I just uh, ended up running into a bunch of the IT team, and we, they took me to their their house. Um, and there was a big party at the the IT house. Um, Vol- you know, voluntarily, you made, you made it sound like they, it, they abducted you. Pseudo voluntarily, yeah. It was not an. Yeah. I was not asked to go. I was informed. <laughs> Right. No. I, I don't. I just want to say I didn't mean I didn't mean to sound so abrupt then when I said I didn't <laughs> celebrate St Patrick's Day. I mean, it I don't. Like... I don't. But it's not sort of an anti-Irish thing. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not Irish. So I really didn't want to get into the politics here. Uh, I, f- I feel like we've already kind of gone alienating a lot of our base. It, every Red Sox fan has turned off the program. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm Catholic, so. Yeah. Oh, look, this is, yeah, we're going, this, <laughs> this is, this is not the spirit of the World Baseball Classic, bringing baseball fans around the world together. Um, but we, 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 we were hoping we, so we got World Baseball Classic uh, coming up. We're going to talk a little bit about spring training. We were hoping this was going to be a WBC preview, uh, but um, a couple of things got in the way and some of the very minor, unimportant teams have played already. Um, hopefully depending on when Toby can edit this you'll be listening to this a few hours away from um, Team GB taking on the the minnows of uh, the United States of America but before we get into all of that Toby you have had what what I would consider to be like one of those things you put on a bucket list for when you get like a diagnosis of a terminal illness you've been to a baseball fantasy camp it spring training you you've done spring training we we need to hear all about it yeah i honestly i i, I feel bad because i could talk about this for uh quite literally hours and several people in my life uh, mostly the people who live with me know this firsthand um but uh yeah i was start- the whole time i was there i started to think am i dying is this is this like a did i not realize that somebody <laughs> Is somebody going to break some really hard news to me at the end of this? Um, uh, Matthew, it, it was, let me say, let me start this off by saying I'm talking to you with a um, a splint on my wrist. Um, we're recording this uh, almost two full months after, or six weeks, more than six weeks after I've returned from fantasy camp. Uh, I'm in a splint on my wrist. I've had surgery and uh, I will be in the splint for another four weeks so it's and it's been pretty hard to have a, a broken wrist with two small kids, um, you know, uh, but also just being, you know, someone who works on a computer all day. Uh, not not all that easy. Uh, and that's really been awful. Let me say. It was this experience, in spite of all that, was one of the greatest things I've ever done. Uh, so in, incredible. Um, you know, and I we we got there. uh 
it was in January, and we fly into Arizona, which was ridiculously cold for January. It was like 50 degrees, uh, and we wake up, and it's like 30, 30 degrees in the morning. And that, that is not what you expect when you go to Arizona in the spring, um, knowing that spring pitches and catches are reporting in two weeks. Um, but you, you show up, and the first thing you find out is that of about 100 campers, 60, 65% of them have done it before. And so you get this sense that, you know, I, I, you know, I, I knew that academically that that was something that was um, that some people did all the time. But uh, you find out really quickly that it, it is going to be an experience that you want to do over and over again um, because uh, people do. Uh, and, 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 you know, a, a lot of them are like really have had great careers and they're, you know, uh, doing really well for themselves and can afford it. But other people, you know, clearly weren't that way and it, they saved up. To, to do this every year. Um, it was like their one big vacation and they brought their whole family or, or, or whatnot. But anyway, uh, we were there because my, I think I mentioned this on the last program, but the, uh, my dad, uh, his big birthday this year, it's actually coming up in, uh, ne- in the next week. Uh, and he, we decided to do this for his birthday. So this, this was a, this was a like bucket list item for everybody. <laughs> um, but mostly because, uh, we had this excuse. It was a good excuse to do this. Um, and it never would have occurred to me to want to do this until, uh, until it came up. Um, but let me just kind of paint a picture of what it was like to be there. Um, first thing you do, uh, after like, there's like a welcome reception and whatnot. And that's kind of like very much, if you've been to a banquet before or like a conference, it feels kind of like that. It's a little awkward, a little bit. The food's not all that great. And then, uh, you show up on, on the, the first full day to the locker room and you, in your locker are... Uh, two professional jerseys, a full uniform, uh, all like a, a, a jacket, like a, the pre- professionals wear, um, a fitted hat. Your nameplate is on the the locker, uh, and it's it's you're like, you know, I I could have I could have lived in that moment alone for the <laughs> the rest of the camp. It was so amazing just to be uh, putting on a full professional uniform. Um, this is really why is I it, call it LARPing. Is this a guard? Is this a guardian's uniform? Is this like a guardian's camp? Yes. Yes, this is a Guardian-specific camp, um, and we can get into that. There was a, uh, there were a few, very few, when you think about it, because um, these are diehard fans, very few holdouts who brought their own uh, Indians gear. Um, uh, but you are given a full Guardians uniform with the new logos and everything. This is the first ever uh, Cleveland Guardians camp because they didn't have it the last two years. Well, this is the f- second year as the Guardians, and they didn't have it last year due to COVID. Anyway... That's all to say, you know, we get these full uniforms and you go out and you're like, you're playing baseball. You're like warming up. You go through some drills with some some of the professionals, the coaches, um, and then you break for lunch. And by the way, I wanted to say in the one and a half hours that we were like stretching and, you know, throwing the ball around and, uh, you know, pitching off a mound and taking some batting practice, I already hurt myself. I was already like, <laughs> I, <laughs> my legs were, I had pulled several muscles in my legs and i think i was probably in the norm there i think that was a pretty common thing um but you you break for lunch i'm just tired i'm tired listening to you (laughs) well they make you wake up so early too it's like to report i think our our stretches are at like eight o'clock um but anyway uh so you end up uh you go breaking for lunch and they pick the teams and they post the teams on like the 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 window of the, the lunchroom um and our team uh, was called uh, Run DMR. It was a, a reference to Run, D- Run DMC. You know. and, um, familiar with their work. You're familiar with their work, yeah. <laughs> um, but they were called Run DMR because our uh, our managers were Rajay Davis. Uh, Battery Mates uh, Nation might remember him as the guy who hit the home run in the eighth inning of the Game 7 of the World Series to tie the, the – the, that guy. Yeah, the guy who hit it off of Rolls Chapman. Um, and Mike Hargrove, who uh, we haven't talked a lot about on this program, but who was the manager of the Clevelands in the 90s that took us to two World Series? Uh, he was my manager. <laughs> um, he must be, he must be old now, right? Uh, yeah, I think he's probably in his 70s. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he seems exactly the same. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, it, yeah. So th- anyway, every day was we got our team. We played an exhibition game that first ga- day, and then we played every day. You play two games. You wake up, um, you, you report for breakfast and stretching. Um, you get in one of the uniforms. You play your first game, uh, and then uh, you break for lunch. The next after in the afternoon, you play your 
second game in the other uniform. So you have a home jersey and an away jersey. Um, and so in my team, uh, we just happened to land on a really awesome team. Uh, everybody was, we took it seriously. We were good. Um, we had some really good players on our team. Um, and four families, four families. And I, my dad and me were one of four families who were part of our team, um, including two sisters, uh, which was awesome. We had uh, there were five or six women in camp, and we had two of them on our team. So uh, run DMR, uh, I'll just spoil it now. We went undefeated. Uh, we did not lose a game. <laughs> um, we were pretty much, I would say, our pitching was really good. And our defense was really good. Um, but, uh, Matthew, I need to say, uh, you know, alluded earlier to the fact that I broke my wrist. Um, I broke my wrist on day two. <laughs> uh, the, 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 full, uh, the, sec- the third game of the, of the tournament, um, I dove for a ball in the outfield. Um, the, it, it was, you know, everybody asks, did you make the play? And it's, it's a complicated answer. Let me just say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a line drive on the ground. So I wasn't diving to catch a ball um uh to, to record it out i was it was the runner it was uh it was first and second or runner on first and i was trying to keep the ball in front of me so runners didn't score and i dove and knocked the ball down <laughs> but i did also hear a crack <laughs> in my wrist as my glove kind of hyper flexed um not great uh <clears throat> but i kept the runners from scoring and they did not score in that inning um uh, the sacrifice was uh, worth it. I don't think so. It was. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have broken my wrist. Um, but uh, I, I continued to play through that game. Um, it was the game was almost over. Uh, but I immediately saw the trainer, and the trainer was like, "Well, it's either sprained or broken. We can't really tell. Um, but if you can close your hand and swing a bat, you can keep playing. It's not." <laughs> so they wrapped me up and they uh, gave me some Advil. Um, they put me on an Advil Tylenol regimen which is every two hours you can switch. I didn't know that, um, but that was a, a good thing to know. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's how I made it to the last uh, three and a half days of the tournament. Um, and, Matthew, I played better with a broken wrist than I did before, <laughs> which says more about do, how do, well I was playing before, I think. But. Do, you know, um, do you know whether continuing to play made your wrist worse? They, well, <laughs> the trainer said you can't make it worse. My doctor, after I got back, <laughs> said, yeah, that's not true. <laughs> and I'm like, really? And he's like, oh, yeah, no, no, that's really not good advice. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> he's like, you probably didn't, but you might have. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. Um, he's like, there's you no know, way the for us to know. The trainer's job is to is to win the competition, and that's, yeah. what, you, that's what you were able to do. So, you know, he did his job. He, he said, my job is to keep you on the field. So, and uh, – yeah. He said, you know, he kept saying things like, listen to yourself, listen to your body, that kind of thing. And I'm like, the, th- the kind of things you, you tell your, your daughter who's, you know, um, potty training, you know, listen to your body. Right. Um, so I knew my when I had would, to pee. My body would be saying, I've paid a tremendous amount of money to be here and I'm almost definitely not coming back anytime soon. And they're, they're not going to like pay me. They're not going to like give me a refund for the three days I'm going to miss. No, no, no. I mean, I, uh, look, playing playing two games of baseball every day for multiple days sounds absolutely exhausting. Was it was it still enjoyable? Oh yeah, I mean, it's hard to unpack it from the fact that we were winning because we we were, mm-hmm. uh, and that was a lot of fun. Um, like it, it, you know, it was to the point where, um, you know, once we got to like four and zero, and realized that we were probably going to make the playoffs, like that was. Um, uh, that was bad. The news thing we wanted started wanting to win, um, and it was just you know, it was it was just like a great atmosphere. Um, and the team, I, I can't under I can't emphasize this enough. The team was good, but we were also like really good people, like nice people. And I think that was most of the camp too. Everybody was kind of there to have fun, but people were taking it seriously right. and wanted to win. But no one, very few people were assholes about it. Um, the, okay. The, the, but your to your question, it was exhausting. I mean, constantly feeling like i was injured um and i really was and breaking my wrist might have been the best thing that could have happened (laughs) not really but um in that it distracted me from my legs your legs are the things that go like unless you've played baseball or something similar recently there are so many muscles that you just don't use uh so many little like first reaction muscles that you just don't know are there and then you and you don't feel when you're 20 um but when you're 40 
41 like yeah. I am, you feel it immediately. And then you feel it, you feel like you're, oh, I'm, I can't actually run. Um, and I'm, you know, I was one of the younger, I was probably in like the, um, you know, 30th percent, 20th percentile of age. Um, and, uh, and so my dad actually got pretty hurt early on too with this hamstring um, and then made it, he tweaked it in like the, the afternoon of the game of the day where I broke my wrist. He tweaked his um, hamstring and really couldn't play much of the rest of the, the week. Um, and he, ta- he says, in spite of all that, he, it was a fantastic time. He, he's like, he cannot wait to do it again. He's like already like making plans to go back. Um, and, uh, and, and that's how good a time he had. In, in spite of the fact he, I think he played uh, four games of the nine we played. Um, and, uh, like he couldn't even hit for, for some of them. Um, but, uh, he ended up, this is, this is actually pretty amazing. Um, we made it to, so we went and made it to the playoffs and it was a really close game. But we won it I'm going to the world series facing another undefeated team. And we're like, we had four hours to kill because the, um, Inst- the, on the last day, uh, the every team plays a playoff game in the morning, and or the playoffs, or like if you're not in the playoffs, you play an exhibition game in the morning, and then in the afternoon you play a second game if you're not in the World Series. But in the World Series, you play on the big league ballpark under the lights, um, which was incredible. <laughs> uh, and there's an annu- like, announcer like calling out your name. Um, no. Yeah, it was crazy. There was like a, a national anthem was done. We lined up. Um, it was <laughs> so cool. I mean, they really, they really, yeah, really uh, shine it on. Um, it's it is quite an experience. So this is this is the same spring training stadium the Guardians play. Yeah, they're playing in today. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. it's very, it did, looks a lot did, bigger on TV. <laughs> did um did all of the other like people on camp like come to the game and like sit in the stands? Yeah, and in fact, they had a. And if you were you were encouraged to do so because there was a barbecue with free beer uh, also going on at the same time at the stadium. So <clears throat> they missed a real trick to um, make the beer 10 cents a cup. <laughs> <laughs> that would, that would have been, that would have been better. Not as quite as good as free, but still would have been funnier. Well, so, so we have four hours to kill before, or yeah, I think four hours to kill before the game. Um, and I, I'm like, I'm going to get, I'm going to go into the trainer's room and I'm going to do like the, 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 the hot bath treatment. I'm going to get like full, like, muscle I, I was like I've got to do this because I am like hurting um and my dad's like I really want to play in this game what can I do? I, I gotta figure something out and then he like starts swinging the bat left-handed and I'm like you can swing left-handed he's like yeah I used to I used to switch hit when I was a kid in Little League and I was like are you kidding me I learned I mean I learned something about my dad I had no idea and he's like oh we all did because Mickey Mantle was switch hitter and so it, you know we all wanted to be Mickey Mantle we all thought we were Mickey Mantle you know um and so we all got, I got comfortable swinging left-handed and he could, he looked good swinging left-handed. And so he hit in the last game, swung left-handed. And, um, I, I described it. He made two loud outs. I would say he had a line drive right back to the pitcher. Um, and I think another line drive to the second baseman, but like, yeah, it, it was a, a really riveting game. We won two to nothing. Um, <laughs> which is nuts. We had our pitcher throw a shutout. Um, uh, and it was great. It was, it was fantastic. And we, we won the game. We're like, you know, jumping up and down. And um, we look over to the sidelines and there's like bottles of champagne sitting on the sidelines. <laughs> and then we just, you know, we start spraying each other with champagne on the field. It was crazy. It's crazy. Did you have ski masks? No, 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 no. Nobody gave us those. And so our, all our uniforms were completely doused. Um, but uh, I mean, I can't, I can't say enough. The, the clubhouse crew is the same clubhouse crew that does it for the big league, big leaguers during the season. So we had, um, uh, I forget his last name, his name is Willie, but Willie was our, is the, the, the visiting clubhouse trainer for at Progressive Field. So he knows all the other teams really well. And I was, I spent a lot of time talking to him about, um, is there a code of ethics about like, you know, what you can, te- what you can repeat and what you, well, you can see, you see everything. Like you see everything mm. about the opposing team and you know, who's hurting and who's not hurting. Is there like a, a unspoken code? He's, and he was like, he, the one time he was like, such a smiley, really nice guy. And the one time he got really serious was when he was talking about this. He was like, yes, absolutely. There's a code about this. I would get in really big trouble if they ever were suspected. In fact, he, he told this story during the 2018 playoffs. I hope I'm allowed to repeat this. Um, the, the, the Houston Astros were playing the Cleveland Baseball Club in the playoffs, the first round of the playoffs. And we did not learn yet the season before Houston was doing the cheating, right? All the cheating. So... They show up for Cleveland for game three because the first two were in Houston. 
husband. And, um, you know, they, they, they have a practice day. They take batting practice and they, they warm up and they um, go back to the hotels. And Willie's, he says, I, I noticed at some point that they're, they're wheeling out the bats, um, which is not normal. Usually you put them in the, the clubhouse and leave them locked up. Mm. And, um, and, and uh, you know, Willie was like to the other clubhouse trainer, he's like, hey, what, what, you know, what's going on here? The, what, what are you doing? Um, and they're like, yeah, you know, it's not my call, but, uh, you know, for whatever reason, they don't, they don't trust Cleveland on this. And, and Willie was like, are you kidding me? And, and, and I think he was personally, he, he seemed like he was personally, aff- like, you know, in, offended yeah, by yeah. this. Um, like you can't try, like you can't trust us. And that's because he's like, first of all, they're under lock and key here in the clubhouse. They're, they're, they're locked up. Um, you know, the only people with the keys are you and me and maybe two or three other people. And like, yeah, that's, so he was, he was telling that story of, and, and then he goes, and how ironic it was that, you know, months later we found out they had been cheating the year right. before. Um, but I guess you get paranoid when you're, when you're on that side of things. Anyway, there were so many things like that. And Matthew, I didn't, I didn't even talk about, I want to, I need, we need to move on here, but, um, the, the coaches, you know, I mentioned Rajay Davis, who's one of the nicest, you know, famous people I've ever met. He's so down to earth and normal. He taught me how to run faster. (laughs) You know, this, you know, guy who stole uh, hundreds of bases in his career, um, taught me how to run. (laughs) Um, but, uh, he, and taught me how to catch a, a fly ball in the outfield, like the right way. Uh, which I'd never learned before. Um, but he, so, uh, and then Mike Harger was, you know, he was coaching first base. So when you got, anytime you got a hit, he'd be there to, you know, he'd come up and put his hands on your shoulders, you know, that a boy, you know, that kind of thing. So fucking, fucking bizarre <laughs> to have your like heroes, like, you know, people you've, yeah. it's just bizarre. It is so surreal. And you, you have, you can't get caught up in it because you, the game is happening. Right. Um, and so it goes so fast. Um, but, Afterwards, you know, every night there's like a banquet um, or like a where they kind of make fun of themselves. All the, play, the players make fun of their teams and um, give out awards and, and whatnot. And um, you get to see some of these players I watched growing up. Corey Snyder was a big um, power hitter. He was on that famous Sports Illustrated cover the year that um, Cleveland lost 100 games. Um, uh, there's Greg Swindell and, and Scott Bales, who were pitchers when I was like a, a really little kid. Um there was a player, uh, um, Max Alvis, who just turned 85, actually, and um, was there. Didn't coach, um, but he was there for camp. And he was the third baseman when my dad was growing up. So he, <laughs> that's how long he's been, <laughs> um, which is crazy. Uh, and, and, and he was one of the nicest guys. It was, the thing is, like, all these people are so nice, and f- like, a lot of them are funny. Um, and uh, it was just a blast to be around them. Anyway, I, well, yeah. I, I, just, I, I know we I know we got to move on, but I just want to reassure um, Batchmates Nation that uh, off air and over the last week or so, Toby and I, I have made a, a significant number of jokes about uh, Toby with his wrist being on the masturbation IL. Uh, I, I haven't done that during this recording because there's just so much to pack in from uh, Toby's experience, but. Just to reassure Bachelorette's Nation that, that that joke has been made repeatedly and um, will continue to be so for I think you said another four weeks. Yeah, yeah, Toby. Yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> and then you've obviously got some uh, some warm ups uh, before you get back into the real action. But you just wanted to make sure that Bachelorette's Nation weren't weren't worrying about that. So should we talk about <laughs> the World Baseball Classic? We really should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Um, this is not it's not a preview per se because the 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 uh, the, the tournament has already started. Y- yeah. you, you, I think you've got you've got a game on in the background right now. I did. I had the I had the the Taiwan Italy game on earlier before we started recording. I saw two former <laughs> Cleveland farmhands get big hits, hit home runs, both of them. Uh, or, or, or Chinese Taipei, as the <laughs> MLB insists on calling them. That is that is special. Good. <laughs> Good grief, that's depressing. Yeah. So the World Baseball Classic is is, is up and running. Um, it is being played kind of across the world. Uh, this yeah. is unusual to me. Um, you know, mainly following world championships of either soccer, which is in one country, or the World Series, which is also uh, one country. <laughs> Usually, really. one country. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, the World Baseball Classic is happening in, I think, Korea, Taiwan, and America. Yeah, the, four, the there's four locations. Game, yeah, 
the main the main um the main games once we get past the pool we're in the pool phase right now uh once we get into the quarterfinals we'll be in um just in the usa i believe i believe that's right yeah um and and can you can you watch i mean i want i want to talk about a few of the fun interesting things but like where can veteran meets nation watch if if you are listening to this in in the usa well, so far, everything's been on, um, and I've only tuned into a few games, uh, mostly because they're really bad times. They're at, like, the games start at, like, 10 o'clock Central, because um, the first two groups are in Taiwan and Japan, and so those games are starting at, like, 10 p.m. Central and then 4 a.m. or something like that. So, actually, probably good times. You might be able to watch them. Um, oh, the second game. I can wa- yeah, very, very... Um... Not ideal, but definitely definitely doable. Unfortunately, in in the UK, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really hard to watch. Um, part, yeah. I mean, it's 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 kind of dumb because um, basically no one no one particularly wants to pay the money to for the for the rights because not that many people in the UK want to watch the baseball. But because no one wants to pay the money, it's not on a, at all. So I I don't know. That seems kind of dumb to me. Like I don't. Maybe MLB should have it kind of free to air in countries where they're trying to grow. Like they they ship two teams over to London each year to play a, a series in London in an attempt to grow baseball in Europe. They're going to have a, a, a series starting in Germany soon. Have you tried but your MLB, yeah, we, MLB app? Uh, it's not on the MLB app. It's oh, uh, geo-blocked. Um, I, I, I did a bunch of Googling and, and like the official advice seems to be like download a VPN. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't seem very official, but um, I, I, maybe maybe the, maybe the, the Team GB games are on. Uh, that's tomorrow. I'm going to um, uh, uh, take a look more. But that, that, the game tomorrow starts at 2 a.m. UK time. I may be up because I'm sort of parenting this weekend and my children are not great at sleeping, but you know, the, the highlights uh, are on YouTube and uh, each game has got like 15, 20 minutes of highlights. So it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good going. And the, in the States, a... you can watch them on Fox sports, FS one and FS two. And then I think Tubi is another, at least the game, the, I don't. I don't think I paid for Tubi. Tubi just happens to be on my Roku device, so I'm. Uh, it, it's free, as far as I can tell. Um, so, uh, but unfortunately, also blocked in the UK. Um, blocked in the UK. Uh, you can get around it with a with a VPN if if you're that way inclined. I personally have too much respect for the law to do that, but um, uh, you can if you want. So there's a there's. Uh, before we get into talking about the rules, we should talk about the rules because we're going to talk about what's going on in spring training. Uh, in a bit, unless we run out of time. But uh, I want to talk for a second about who is playing for yeah. which team, because this is this is you know I got really excited when I first heard about the World Baseball Classic when I first got into baseball ten fifteen years ago, and I thought wow amazing how it's just incredible to have a team, uh, you know a, a, a team of Brits playing baseball against some of the best in the world. And the more I've looked at World Baseball Classic, and this this year is no different, it is not a team of Brits, in fact. So <laughs> the way that you can get onto the uh, the team representing each country in the World Baseball Classic um, is to hold this hold citizenship of that country or be a permanent resident in that country, or be eligible for citizenship in that country. Uh, you can be eligible for a citizenship in that country for a whole range of reasons. You can have a parent who was born there. You can have uh, a grandparent who was born there. Um, people, you know, some countries like Ireland, you only need one of your four grandparents to be born in Ireland to get Irish citizenship. Um, but you can also claim citizenship through um, the relationship that some other countries have with uh, the country of your birth has with another country. So, for example, wait, what? <laughs> a majority of the players playing for the Netherlands, Holland, which is in Europe, were born in Curacao or Aruba. Oh my God! The, I didn't realize this. In the Caribbean, um, a big majority. There are uh, there are almost no players playing for the Netherlands who are born in the Netherlands. Almost all of them are from the former colonies of the Dutch Empire. Um, uh, in in the in the Caribbean, this seems it somewhat is, problematic. 
it's extremely prob- problematic. <laughs> Loads of the Team GB players are, um, are from the Bahamas or oh, the Virgin Islands. Um, there, I could only find uh, I could only find uh, uh, one player in the Team GB roster who was born in GB. Uh, he was born to two American parents who were like visiting London or working in London or, or, or something. I don't know. The the exception I want to I want to call out is um, the Czech Republic. Almost the whole yeah. Czech Republic team is is from the Czech Republic, and they play baseball in the Czech Republic, and that's that's it. That's they are Czech, and that's period. I watched their so game I'm, last I'm night, really... and that was awesome. They are they are oh. very Czech. Their names are very Czech. They're super, super Czech. There's a great video of um, them introduce, like their roster introducing themselves that MLB shared on on Twitter, and they are like they all look and sound extremely Czech, and they all are like, I'm blah 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 blah. I play first base, and my day job is I'm a me- I'm a mechanic, and they're like they're, they're almost none of them play uh, baseball professionally. It's is so awesome. It's so awesome. The other there's a couple of fun ones. Um, uh, uh, Freddie Freeman is playing for Canada. Uh, in this uh, in this World Baseball Classic, he's one of his parents or both of his parents are Canadian, but um, huh. and he holds Canadian citizenship. So Freddie Freeman, a Canadian, you didn't know that, and you do now. <laughs> um, I I saw Lars Nootbaar, um in your notes here. Uh, was born and raised in California, wound up on Japan's roster. That sounds first of all, his name sounds incredibly not Japanese, but he must have a <laughs> Japanese. I mean, that is a pretty. I would not be surprised to see Lars Nootbaar on a world baseball classic roster um, based on his name alone, but not for Japan. Um. No, no. Um, I don't really, um, I'm sure there is a reason why um, uh, he is on the, uh, here it is. Uh, He um, is an American of Dutch, English and German descent. And Germany fought Uh, with Japan in the war. That makes so much sense. (laughs) Oh, uh, uh, his father, his sorry, his father is of Dutch, English, and German descent. Met his mother, who is Japanese, while they were oh. students. <laughs> okay. In California, so his, his mother, mother is, is Japanese. Japanese. Okay, that makes a lot more yeah. sense. <laughs> uh, and presumably, his father filled out the birth certificate with uh, with Lars <laughs> as the uh, as the name he went with. But um, yeah, he is he is um, of of Japanese uh, heritage. Um, but the, yeah, so the the rosters are, are kind of um, all over the place. Um, yeah, I, I I think Czech Republic is my is the second team I'm I'm rooting for. Um, I did I did like when I was looking at the different rosters. One thing I liked from the Czech Republic is almost all of the players are listed as as having been born in the Czech Republic, except for one player who is listed as being born in Czechoslovakia. What? Uh, so I, 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 maybe he's just old. And and it was he was born when it was still Czechoslovakia. It must have um, been yeah. Czechoslovakia split, I think, in nineteen ninety one. So <laughs> maybe he's maybe he's old. Was it the Velvet Revolution? Um. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I think. Maybe, I, yeah. I, it, it seems pretty velvety. I, I, it was just in a trivia question. I don't. I don't actually know that knowledge. Um. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> Shares a name with what New York City bands formed in 1964, and I'm like, that was the Velvet Underground, Velvet Revolution. I think the Velvet Revolution was the Czech uh, Czechoslovakia throwing off communist rule. Yeah. The split between the Czech Republic and Slovakia was something else. Ah. Uh, anyway, yeah. this the, is this the is felt is revolution. Less, this is this is even less of a baseball conversation <laughs> that we usually get up to. Um, I want to just talk for a second about um, uh, game rules because I know we're going to get get on to talk about those um, in spring training. Um, we the, the World Baseball Classic is not using the new rules that we're going to be having in this upcoming MLB season. Um, so it's kind of what we had last year: three batter minimum um, for pitchers, universal DH, ghost runner in extra innings etc etc the thing that's kind of interesting and it makes total sense when you think about it but there is a really strict limit on pitches um there's a maximum of 65 pitches per game yeah. uh per pitcher during during pool play a limit of it only goes up to a total of 95 pitches in the championship round so there's a real limit on um uh how many how many pitches you can do and i, I was looking back at it and um it turns out that they introduced uh uh, these limits when um, 
a Nationals pitcher uh, put his arm out uh, <laughs> during the two, 2006 World Baseball Classic. Had to have Tommy John surgery as a result. Oh, so MLB teams were not amused by that. And so <laughs> there is a really, really, uh, really strict limit. Um, so just on Team GB, um, just to give you a sense of the most important team in the in the competition, this is this is uh, Team GB's first ever World Baseball Classic. Despite the fact that wow. Brit wrote the rules of the game in the first place, it was an, an Englishman who grew up in Devon, England, who wrote the rules of baseball uh, down for the first time. The first ever baseball game was won by a cricket team in uh, New York. Um, and the first ever international baseball game, I think I mentioned this on the last episode, I will probably mention it again during the World Baseball Classic, but the first ever international baseball game was won by Great Britain. Uh, I think that's all important things that suggest that uh, Team G is probably going to win this World Baseball <laughs> I mean, I, I, <laughs> stranger things have happened. If they, if they do, it will be uh, not unlike the uh, Major League uh, movie because the team is made up of like half of the team don't currently have uh, a contract with a, an MLB team. Most of the team are in uh, the minor league systems of various different uh, teams. Um, there is a there is a national. Um, uh, technically, Lucius Fox uh, is is listed on the roster as a national. However, he was just DFA'd. So, <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> just, wait from uh, Team GB or from the Nationals? From the Nationals. Okay, <laughs> I was like, that would be really harsh uh, to lose your spot on the national team. <laughs> right, right. And so, the, like the the player that gets mentioned first um, uh, is a guy called Harry Ford. Uh, his parents were born in Great Britain. He grew up in. He was born and grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. He's the kind of like the the top named person when people are doing a review of how a team GB going to get on. He's the car guy, uh, right? He's, yeah, he's essentially our best player, Harry Ford. Oh, Harry Ford, Ford yeah. So he's Harry pretty Ford. old. Um, uh, he's our best player, and he's uh, the Mariners' top prospect. He's a prospect. He's not. He's not currently playing in the major leagues. Um, uh, we do have a Dodgers outfielder who played 70 games for the Dodgers last season. Um, but yeah, um, Trace Thompson. Oh yeah, that's Clay Thompson from the Golden State Warriors' brother. Spl- splash brother, Tra- uh, Clay Thompson. Steph Curry's other splash brother. The other splash, Clay Splash. Um, Trace Thompson yeah. is his brother. Uh <laughs> He's been great he, facts. I don't know what you're talking Tra- about. Trace has been um, kind of bouncing around the minor leagues, major leagues, he's a, like a quad A player. But he he he's getting a run with Los Angeles Dodgers, who which is a anyway a good team. But yeah, if, if you looked at the USA's roster, it looks like it's a little no, better. No, I'm not interested. Well, yeah, can I just quickly walk um, through the lineup from their the exhibition game against the the, the uh, Angels? Yeah, from uh, yesterday, I think two days ago. <laughs> uh, so Tim Anderson started shortstop. Yeah, well, that's a, not a that bad name. Moogie Betts. Played second base and and uh, batted second. Uh, Mike Trout, um, uh, he's pretty good. He played center field, batted third. Paul Goldschmidt, I believe, was last year's uh, National League MVP. Was the, is a DH. Uh, he was later replaced in the game by um, a bench guy, Kyle Schwarber. Um, <laughs> Nolan Arenado played third base. Uh, 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 Pete Alonso, first base. Kyle Tucker, right field. Will Smith, catcher, and Cedric Mullins in uh, left field. That's a pretty damn stacked lineup here. And is yeah. it is it, do you is it fair? Do you want to put some uh some a friendly wager on this game uh Saturday? Uh No, I don't think I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we maybe we can agree some odds because I I don't think I don't think I don't think a, a like for like wager is is particularly fair. So let's let's have a think about that. But based on the the odds for who's going to win the World Baseball Classic. Um, just to give you some context as we think about this, uh, Team USA is thirteen to five okay. to win the whole thing outright. That's pretty Team high. G is Team GB is five hundred to one. <laughs> so, so if I if you Team USA wins, you buy me thirteen fifths of a beer, and if <laughs> Team Britain wins, I'll buy you five hundred beers. Uh, I, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that bet. Okay. I will take that bet. Okay. That's, that's pretty fair, honestly, because if Team Green Britain wins that game, or if it's a draw somehow, I think you could probably claim that. I'll, I'll give you two. Yeah, I'll take. Bets. I'll take. A, we'll take a draw. We'll take a draw. It'll be like when uh, USA played England in the World Cup at soccer, and the 
New York Post front page was USA wins one one. <laughs> <laughs> that will be how we. That will definitely be how we feel. Team USA is not the favorite for the, yeah. for the contest though. Um, Dominican Republic is eleven to five. Japan at twenty three to ten. Venezuela are the fourth favorites, eleven to one. I think I think the value bet is Netherlands at thirty to one because they have some really decent players. Yeah. They've um, they've gone long. They've gone deep in the contest in the last couple of WBCs. The Czech Republic were were rank outsiders at three hundred and seventy five to one, but they they won last night, right? They, yes, they're off to yeah. great stuff. Yeah, they won. I mean, the Netherlands are two and zero. Oh. I mean, I, I it's a. Um... And the Czech Republic, yeah, I, I think Czech Republic is my is my team outside of uh, you know how could you root for the United States in this? I mean, I, I mean obviously I will, but, ugh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, this this will be fun to follow. And I think what we have to do, um, you know, obviously the spring training is you know spring training is well underway now, and uh, the season's you know less than uh, it's like three weeks away, right? So um, we have to, you know, we'll we'll have another episode before then. We'll have to, to touch base again on how this is going maybe before we get to the next uh or the final round of the wbc we can do a mini episode but yeah do you want yeah. you wanted to give a prediction on who you think is going to win um well i mean my my actual prediction of who's going to win is um uh, i think i think dominican republic will will actually win i i really i'm the team i'm rooting for outside of uh team gb is the netherlands um, I would I would love for them to to do it, but I, I think it will be one of the one of the old classics. I'd love for it to be a team that's not USA or Dominican Republic. That would be my. I would love yeah. I would love a story like that. Um, at least in the finals, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Well, then, yep. Let's take a quick word from our sponsor because it's actually um, pretty timely. You know, this episode of Battery Mates is brought to you by Tubi your co-host of the 2023 World Baseball Classic. Not to be confused with Toby, the co-host of this podcast. You can tune in to Tubi as long as you're Toby. I mean, if it's the continental US or Yubi, then Tubi for Tobies is totally free. And if you're not in the US, you ask? Well, what happens then? Well, if you're Matthew, we just have to ask you. Go find a cheap and secure VPN. Thank you to Tubi from Toby living right here in the States on behalf of Matthew and the global so-called nation of battery mates. Lovely stuff. And the fee from that will pay for my VPN. Yeah. And we'll pay for about um, a third of my surgery. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, let's let I, I know we are running out of time here, um, but we want to talk about spring training so far. And I know there's a bunch of new rules that come into play and, and maybe we can do a bigger. I, I feel like we've done a deep dive or we say we're going to do a deep dive on the rules for a year now. Um, we've talked about them a lot, but just quickly, there's like bigger bases. <laughs> it's like so low down on the, on the list of new rules, but there's bigger bases. The biggest thing is a pitch clock. Um, and there's penalties for for uh, both on the batter side and the pitcher side for not being um, uh, for batters. You have uh, well, there's 15 seconds when there's nobody on base um, between pitches, and there's 20 seconds when there is someone on base. Um, and batters have to be in the batter box, attentive to the pitcher, with eight seconds left on the clock. And pitchers have to start their windup before the clock hits zero. Um, and if not, it's a, if it's the batter violation, it's an automatic strike, and if it's a pitcher violation, it's an automatic ball. Uh, there's also a limit to the number of uh, timeouts a batter gets in an at-bat and a number of step-offs that a pitcher has during an at-bat. So you can only throw to first base or to a base uh, to a pickoff move twice. If you throw a third time and don't get an out, it's a balk. So um, that's a pretty cool rule. The bases, like I said, are a little bigger, um, like three inches square. Um, uh, and it, it reduces the, the different distance between first and second base and second and third base by about four and a half inches. Um, which uh, is a lot. Let me tell you how big four and a half inches is, Matthew. You and I know that. But um, <laughs> but it, the the theory is it's going to you know potentially lead to a, it, that in concert with the uh, pickoff limitations um, will lead to more stolen bases, more action on the base paths. Um, I can tell you. I mean, you you and I know that four and a half inches leads to a lot of action uh, uh, in the base paths in general, but. <clears throat> It depends what you do with it. <laughs> so that's, yeah, right. I mean, 
inside outside of the base. But, you know, um, so let's just quickly go on how this is a, is, is playing out. Um, because in the minor leagues, we saw a dramatic uh, decrease in game length, which was what they wanted. They saw also saw some more... Um, oh, sorry. The other thing I'm leaving out is um, the shift limitations. So there's no... Mm-hmm. Uh, the ban on the, the defensive shift on the infield. So all infielders have to be on the infield uh, when the pitch is thrown, and two infielders have to be on the left side of second base and two infielders have to be on the right side of second base uh when the pitch is thrown you can't be in motion that was the thing i didn't know but i read recently you can't be in motion to kind of uh get around the rules and once you've once you've established the beginning of an inning that you are playing on this side of the base you can't go to the other side of the base so like third baseman oh. can't switch with the second baseman at some point i guess oh, i didn't know that or maybe it's per at bat yeah um, but that does not limit. There's no limits on the outfield shift. So the outfield can obviously shift as they normally do. But you can put your left fielder in short right field if you want, and shift and shift your center fielder over. We've seen that a few times in spring training for really pull hitters. Um, so so far with the pitch clock in action, this is these are stats from um, Jeff Passan. Um, week one, there were 1.89 violations per game. In week two of spring training, there were 1.41. And it's down to 1.17 in week three. So still averaging above one violation per game. But as you can see, that trend is going to continue. And we're going to, the players are getting used to it. Um, and this is how it's affected the actual play. Uh, the time of the games on average in 2022 in spring training was three hours and one minute. Which is actually really close to what the, the average was in the regular season. The, the average time of the game in spring training this year so far Two hours and thirty-six minutes. That's twenty-five minutes shaved off. That's and I don't, I don't know if Matthew watched any of this, but it is noticeable. I mean, the the pace of play is noticeably faster. Um, it's it, for some pitchers who are used to working slow, it is weird. Um, and I think it's going to be. I, I'm wondering how this plays out in the like late innings when there's like more drama and you don't care about the the delay between pitches as much. I wonder if that'll be a detriment. I will see. Um, but then how does this affect the actual game uh, itself? Um, runs per game are up a half a run per game. Well, not, not quite a half a run, 10.6 to 11. Um, stolen base attempts per game with all those new rules are almost an entire attempt up the 1.6 to 2.4. Part of that is just teams are, I think, playing out with the new, playing with the new rules and seeing what, what happens. Batting average, batting average on balls on play on ground balls have gone up from 235 to 258. That's a 23-point 23, 23, uh, increase. And then the strikeout rate is slightly down from 23.9% to 23.1%. Interesting stuff. We'll keep, we'll keep tracking this throughout the season. We want to know, um, maybe we should include that as a question in the preseason prediction contest this year, of whether you like the new rules. Hey, feel, free to, feel free to throw that in there. Uh, we, won't, we won't count it, um, but... Uh, <clears throat> what your favorite what your favorite is because i I think there's some um there's some unexpected for me anyway an idiot there are some unexpected uh elements of the new rules that i love and just hadn't even thought about like i had only considered the pitch clock from the perspective of the pitcher yeah but the the batter being attentive with eight seconds to go is to me the really interesting thing that that's like the amount of quick pitching that is going on in yeah. spring training really really interesting and the 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 batters seem or the, there's more instances of the batters struggling to be ready uh with eight seconds to go than pitchers being ready to go maybe maybe the batters hadn't been thinking about it either but i i found that really really interesting yeah like it is cutting down on the like the amount of there will be less rearranging of glove straps this upcoming season like yeah. they're just not going to have the time to do all of that messing around. And I honestly think that one of the players who is going to be most affected by the pitch clock is Juan Soto, ah. who spends a huge amount of time in between um, pitches playing with his junk. And you could have uh, you could have a situation this in this upcoming season where Juan Soto is called out on strikes because of his balls. <laughs> Oh, that's a, I wish we could have ended the episode on that. My goodness. Um that's great. Uh <laughs> I've, been, I've been I've been waiting to say that for about 3 weeks. 
<laughs> when it first happens, we'll do an emergency episode. Um, oh, yeah. That, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. So uh, with the season coming up, we'll definitely we'll definitely be here for opening day uh, on, on March 30th is the first uh, regular season games. Um, <laughs> hold on. That's my, my alarm to do my stretches, um, my wrist stretches. Yeah, make the jokes. Is that what you're calling them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> PT is a real thing. Um, yeah, no. So if you're, if and obviously our first episode of the of the regular season will be our annual preseason predictions contest. It's our favorite episode of the year. It's everybody's favorite episode of the year. It's when we want to hear from you. So you know, either start thinking about it or go ahead and record your your prediction contest entry now. I mean, there's no, it doesn't. You don't get penalized for being early, um, or you don't get a benefit from being early either. But um, just to refresh everybody's memory, here's how you enter. Uh, you want to jump on your voice memo app or some sort of voice recording device and answer these six questions. One, what's your name? That's really important because we track who wins. Uh, two, who's your team? Uh, so name your the team you are rooting for this season. Uh, three, how many games will your team win in 2023? Number four, will they make the postseason? That's a yes or no. Just a quick yes or no. Um, five, uh, and the wild card counts for the postseason. Um, five, which two teams will play in the World Series? Not the World Baseball Classic Finals, the World Series. Uh, and then number six, uh, who will win that World Series? Uh, a lot of glory at stake in this one. Uh, glorious prizes as well. So please get, this is the most critical as step. Ever. As ever. <laughs> as ever. Get that, last, the last thing is get that audio file into the battery mates at gmail.com or you know yell as loud as you can for matthew or toby and we'll we'll come find it um and the deadline there is 5 p.m eastern time on tuesday march 28th that's just so we can get it edited and up live before first pitch on that thursday so uh yeah 5 p.m eastern send it to the battery mates at gmail.com and matthew if you have any advice for first time preseason prediction contest enter entry entrance entrance um what would you say Oh, well, I mean, I would say, uh, number one, get your entry in early. Number two, say your name clearly. Number three, when recording, be sure to shag those balls. Super important to shag those balls, as ever. Yeah, shag the balls. Shag those balls.